Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I have a ton of updates to share about Donald Trump and his legal issues. So first is the Fulton County, Georgia RICO case. District Attorney Fonnie Willis is asking for an early August trial date, August of 2024. And according to the legal experts that I've heard, it could take several months just to get through the jury selection process. This is due to the number of defendants in the case. So the trial itself may not even start until right before or even after the 2024 election. In regard to the New York fraud trial, the defense has been calling witnesses and the testimony so far has been basically Don Jr. sucking up to daddy trying to ensure his his inheritance, um, if there's any left at the end of all this. And Trump is trying the spaghetti approach, basically throwing everything and anything against the wall to see what sticks. He filed a motion for a mistrial last week, claiming that the judge and his law clerk are biased. So Judge Arthur Engeron promptly denied that request, and he said it was, quote, utterly without merit and nonsensical. (laughs) The judge also explained political donations that his law clerk made. Trump's team claimed that she exceeded allowable limits, but the judge said in, in this ruling, that his law clerk at the time was seeking office. She was trying to get elected herself as a judge. And he noted that there's a 1998 legal ruling that allows for court staffers running for office to exceed $500 donations to their own campaign. So evidently his law clerk, Allison Greenfield, purchased tickets to attend political events to further her campaign. So that's why she's exempt. Also, last week, um, an appeals court judge put Judge Angeron's limited gag order and Trump's contempt fines on hold. As you guys might recall, Angeron imposed these gag orders to protect his clerk from Trump and his attorneys because they were attacking her, um, and he credited them with inciting threats against her and the court in general. Well, as soon as it was lifted, Trump and his minions started attacking the clerk again. So we'll see if the full appeals panel rescinds the gag order entirely or, you know, if they allow it to stand or they make some modifications. I'll let you know. In regard to the 14th Amendment challenges against Trump's candidacy, unfortunately, they're all falling flat. One judge, however, agreed that Trump did take part in an insurrection. So here's the deal and where they stand. In Michigan, a judge ruled that the request to keep Trump off the ballot is a political question that can't be decided by the courts. But then he also said that the Secretary of State doesn't have the authority to determine if Trump is eligible to be on the ballot. So not really sure who he thinks makes this decision. (laughs) Um, Anyway, the plaintiffs in that case plan to appeal. And then in Colorado, Judge Sarah Wallace ruled on Friday that Trump can remain on the ballot in the upcoming election, but she said that he, quote, acted with the specific intent to disrupt the Electoral College certification of President Biden's electoral victory through unlawful means, specifically by using unlawful force and violence. And then she added, quote, Trump incited an insurrection on January 6, 2021, and therefore engaged in insurrection. Judge Wallace also said that Trump has a, quote, history of courting extremists and endorsing political violence, and, quote, the evidence shows that Trump not only knew about the potential for violence, but that he actively promoted it and, 
on January 6, 2021, incited it. So she has this bipolar view, right? This bipolar ruling, and it appears that it's based on a technicality. Personally, I think that she just doesn't want to be the only one to rule that he can't be on the ballot and remove him. I think she wants to leave it to upper courts to decide. But what Judge Wallace said, the reason that she used for this decision is that the 14th Amendment applies to those who swore an oath to, quote, support the Constitution. That's the word it uses. Trump's oath, however, when he became president, says that he will, quote, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution. I mean, seems like a distinction without a difference, right? So the plaintiffs will be appealing her decision as well. Um, And I have to share what Trump's attorney said about his supporters before the judge issued her ruling. Attorney Scott Gessler, that is one of Trump's attorneys, he told the judge that Trump wasn't responsible for the violence at the Capitol because it was the result of, quote, unrequited love on behalf of far-right wing (laughs) extremists who may like or be inspired by Trump. (laughs) And he compared it to a, quote, stalker and their victim. He literally likened Trump's terrorists to stalkers. He told the judge that in regard to right-wing extremists, quote, there was no relationship except in one person's head, end quote, There's no evidence it went the other way. To call it a relationship is like saying a stalker and their victim have a relationship. It is just wrong. (laughs) So did you hear that, MAGA? Trump is just not that into you. (laughs) Maybe he should take out a restraining order. Anyway, um, next up is news about the hush money payment to the porn star case. Trump's attorneys are trying to subpoena all of Michael Cohen's communications and his devices. The district attorney, though, told the court that this amounts to witness intimidation and, quote, an extraordinarily broad document demand that exceeds every parameter on the allowable scope of a trial subpoena. And they fear, obviously, Trump is going to misuse this information if he gets a hold of Cohen's devices. So we'll see what happens with that. Next is news about the classified documents case. Judge Aileen Cannon, in my opinion, is just jerking everyone around. She pushed back several dates for hearings and deadlines in the case, but she didn't move back the trial date itself. Every legal expert that I've heard and I've read says that given these new dates, there is no way that the trial can commence on the date that she scheduled in May of next year. But she won't say if she plans to push it back. She said, oh, I'll consider it. Judge Cannon said, you know, I'll make a decision next year. So that means she's holding other judges hostage because they can't schedule their Trump trials or other important dates related to their cases that they're overseeing. So what I think is going on, I think she plans to reschedule the trial for either after the election Um, or right near the election, so then the DOJ can shut it down because of the election. I think that she wants to get so far down the road, though, that the appeals court 
wouldn't dare to remove her from the case. They'll be like, oh, it's too far along. We can't remove her. Or even if they do, another judge is then going to have to step in and start from square one and get up to speed on everything. And so, you know, the the case is definitely not going to go to trial before the election. So I do not trust this person. (laughs) I will call her at all. (laughs) Um, In regard to the D.C. coup case, Trump is pretending that he really, really wants the trial to be televised. He knows there's a federal law that prohibits the judge from allowing it to be televised. Um, But I think he might be sorry that he made this request. I I think it's one of those cases of be careful what you wish for, because news outlets and others are making arguments for workarounds. The federal law prohibits the, quote, broadcasting of judicial proceedings from the courtroom. So some people are saying that, okay, well, if we just record the trial, but then it's not broadcast live, and then we broadcast it from a news organization, (laughs) technically that should be allowed, right? The court is not broadcasting it. Others are arguing that maybe audio might be the workaround because they're saying, you know, at the very least, news outlets can live stream the audio to their websites. And that wouldn't be in, you know, technical terms, broadcasting. So it really comes down to what the courts view as broadcasting, what their definition is. I am really hoping that Judge Chutkin can come up with a way for everyone to see and hear this trial because the country, country, as you all know, I mean, it's just been besieged by disinformation for far too long. And we've had dangerous and deadly consequences. Um, And then some people have said in the comments, well, you can just hide the witnesses' faces or, you know, you just don't have to show them. But everybody knows who the witnesses are in this case. Everyone involved in this case pretty much is a high-profile person. This isn't like a mob boss where it's, you know, Joe Smith down the street saw the getaway car of the people who gunned down a rival. I mean, it's, you know, these are well-known people. So even if you don't show their faces, everybody knows who's testifying. Um, There was some good news in this case. Judge Chutkin denied Trump's request to remove from the indictment references to his incitement of the Capitol attack. Trump argued that the statements were inflammatory and that they would prejudice jurors. And the judge disagreed, but she agreed to withhold a copy of the indictment from the jurors. Now, chances are they've already read it or they know about it, so it's not going to make that much of a difference. But um, she threw him a bone. But yeah, she's not going to remove that from the indictment. (laughs) So that's where things stand right now, everyone. I will let you know when I hear more. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. Donate if you possibly can. Love you all. Take care, and I'll talk with you soon.